welcome Highfalutin Ski Bum Podcast, episode number 280. It is your pals, Mario and Brian. Mario, welcome back. What's up? How you doing? I feel like a new man. I got bionics in me now. I'm ready to go. That's right. Good to go. Upgraded. 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 So, beautiful thing. Glad you're back. I know everyone is glad that we are back. So, thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate it. We're going to have a little conversation today uh, on the main topic about inflation. God knows economics uh, and politics see this? has to seep into everything. <laughs> Look at that. that. That is a hat. Watch it on YouTube to check out Mario's hat. It is an impressive That's a hat. It sends just a message. Just for this podcast. It sends a message. That's for sure. But yeah, we're it's just going to talk message. about, you know, it's early. It's May. Things are, you know, a lot of people are just winding down from the season, but we're going to start taking a look at perhaps how things could be affected going into the next ski season. Cause you know what? It's never too early to start talking about ski season when we're in almost ski season. I worry if I could hoard like snow, I would do that. If I could hoard snow days, I would do that. Like snow and gas. That's just, just snow days. I don't care. I don't care just about anything days. else. I don't care about food. Just snow days. There you go. Well, thank you everyone for listening. We do appreciate it. Check us out, skibumpodcast.com. We are on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, untapped at skibumpodcast. Go to your favorite podcasting app, rate, subscribe. That would really help us out. Send us an email, skibumpodcast at gmail.com. There's a shop, skibumpodcast.com slash shop. Get some merch. Get some merch. We got a do some new stuff for the next upcoming season, but we still got some pretty cool stuff in there now. A few things left. I got something I'm going to send you and that might be special order only. Oh boy. Um, I think we teased it, but we didn't reveal. We need a tailor. There's a second one coming your way. There may need some tailoring. Look at that. Beautiful. See, it's, it's almost like um, if you have a great piece of jewelry or like, like a Stanley cup, you make two Stanley cups and you, you put them out. Like, you know what I mean? Like craftsmanship, handcrafted. That's right. Oh, oh yeah. These are custom. Beautiful. So I just, I just realized I was like, shit, I didn't send it out. I got to send it out. <laughs> nice. So good stuff. So thank you again for listening. And Mario, let's kick things off the way we always do. It's time for our pray today. Oh, just in time. I uh, cracked one open. I don't think I did this one. I think I did the other one from the same company because they had a big sale and I like this beer and I'm a sale guy. Hey, beer look, sale. if there's beer on sale, that's marginally okay, but it's a rough week and I just want to have like a, ra- I'll do it. I don't need to drink craft beer all the time. Like there's no one is judging you, my friend. Just saying. So I have a Kona longboard. Oh, there you go. So the last, I think last week or the week before, I did the the Kona Big Wave. Okay. So it was all Kona beers. We're like, buy one six pack, get one for free. I mean, I'm giving away. If, I'm losing money if I don't get a, a Kona <laughs> now, at that point. Out of curiosity, where are they brewing now? I know like the original ones are from Hawaii. Where, because like, it definitely opened up on another... this bottle. I guarantee it's going to say Hawaii, but that's mm, definitely not probably. Where, like, Kentucky or something because their stuff is all over the place. And do you know how oh, much it would cost? It says Fort Collins, Colorado. There you go. Cor- uh, Portland, Oregon, Portsmouth, Minnesota, 
and I guess Kona. Look at that. See, I have drank a Kona beer in Hawaii. Not to brag. This was like a billion years ago. Before Kona was Kona. Oh, it was so good. Like you're in Hawaii. You're in Hawaii. Like what else are you going to drink? You know, it's amazing. It was honeymoon. Like, ah. Yeah, what do they have like for Hawaii? Like a big drink? Like what's a cocktail? Is it like a Donho special? Is it like a tiny bubbles? Like in a glass? Like what, what do you get? You know, I don't know if it's properly Hawaiian, but at our first hotel at the poi. pool bar, we were drinking yeah, a poi colada. <laughs> we were drinking Mai Tais. I don't know if a nice. Mai Tai is technically Hawaiian. They is are it, delicious, though. I is mean, it Thai? Is it, is it? I don't think it's spelled that way. It's, I think it's M-A-I-T-A-I. I think it's spell recipe. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Just chugging. Oh, yeah. M-A-I-T-A-I. What does the name Mai Tai mean? Good for excellence. Good or excellence. Yeah. So the name is taken from Mai Tai, the <laughs> California word for good or excellence. Although the drink is usually spelled as two words, sometimes hyphenated or capitalized. There you go. Very interesting. It was so invented at Trader Vic's in Oakland, California. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, what is like if you have getting like a traditional Hawaiian drink, probably something with rum, you would think, right? It's gotta have a spam chaser. Coconut? <laughs> little spam in there. Yeah. It's like a old fashioned with spam instead we'll of the cherries. Well, see, here we go. So the Mai Tai became such a popular drink in the 50s and 60s that many restaurants, particularly tiki themed restaurants or bars, serve them. The Mai Tai was also prominently featured in the 1961 Elvis Presley film Blue Hawaii. So there is like a Hawaiian connection through the Mai Tai. Huh. Yeah. Looking up traditional Hawaiian cocktails. So if, you're, if you want to make a Mai Tai. And they're tai, saying the Mai Tai is most well known for Hawaii. There you go. See? So I was drinking properly even back Mai then. Mai Tai's number one. They have, a, they have a countdown list here. Oh. What cocktails is Hawaii known for? The top five that we love. Mai Tai, Blue Hawaii, Hawaiian Margarita. Lava Flow, and the Mango Martini. What, pray tell, is a Hawaiian margarita? I don't know. I got to see what that is. I'm intrigued. But if you're looking for a Mai Tai, here's the ingredients. 30 milliliters amber Jamaican rum, 30 milliliters Martinique molasses rum, 15 milliliters orange curacao, 15 milliliters orgiate syrup, whatever the hell that is, what 30 milliliters hell? of fresh lime juice, and seven and a half milliliters of simple syrup. What's a milliliter? I don't know. We're American. Tell us ounces. American. Okay. All right. Hawaiian margarita. We got your coconut. I'm involved? not even. I'm not even gonna say the the brand. The, no, the uh, what's the measures? I'm just say there's tequila, triple sec, lily koi puree, purchased or pureed from fresh for, fruit. I have no idea what l i. L-I-L-I-K-O-I. Lily Koi Puree. What's a Lily Koi? Lily Koi Puree. I have no idea. The hell? Oh, boy. Okay, so they dust it with red little hing mew powder. I have no <laughs> idea what the fuck that is. They say it's a, Just a, tart, a tart, sweet, salty dust made with pulverized, dried Asian plums that pairs perfectly with this luau drink. So... Lilicoid puree, then you got lime juice, simple syrup, garnish, and then the powder, the Lihing Mui powder. Hmm. 
Very interesting. It seems like you're getting pretty much a regular margarita, but you're using pineapple juice and coconut water. See, I think if I ordered some of these drinks that are on here at a bar, they'd slap the shit out of me. They'd be like, yeah. we don't, number one, we don't have this these ingredients. And number two, <sighs> it's going to take a while to make them. It just seems like a pain in the ass. Just get a beer. I got, yeah, the, the that's why I just flows. got the Kona. Like, wonderful. Exactly. Get a Kona. They have one called the Lava Flow, right? It's mm-hmm. muddle in the bottom of a shaker. Oh, there's muddling involved? Like, forget it. I'm already out. Too right. much work. There's same muddle. Strawberries hold. What's a hold strawberry? Uh, what do you mean Why are you using weird verbs? When you start using two, weird verbs, like, yeah. instead of just pour, like, then you got a problem. A two-inch slice of fresh banana. You got to measure this thing? Fuck. I got to muddle. Roman. I got to yeah. hull. I got to measure. Like, forget it. I'm already done. I'm yeah. already done. If it's not a beer, if it doesn't come out of the tap, shut the fuck up and, and oh, pick so something much, else. It gets so much work. Like, as a bartender, like, as like a... So think about it. Like, if you go to like a speakeasy, speakeasies usually have some really good cocktail crafts people, right? They make some really cool drinks. That's what they're for, right? You go to speakeasy. Cocktail, what, what do they call them? Uh, mixologist. Mixologist, yes. <laughs> Certified mixologist. Certified. Right? Um, not the guy at the DJ booth, but went to a four hour course, like you were officially <laughs> got a certificate. <laughs> you're almost says, credentialed like a doctor, pretty much in the unless, world. Unless you're knighted and then you're Sir Mixologist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. But then you only like big butts. You don't like drinks. And you cannot lie. God damn, that's a no one knows. Actually, in the lyrics, I like big butts. Period. I cannot lie. Like George Washington. That's right. It's I jumped down the track. Separate I like phrases. Boom. I love it. I love it. Yeah. It's truth. It's reality. Yeah. But yeah, if you're like a mixologist, right? You get your little degree, you get and you go to a bar, and all you're doing is serving fucking like PBRs. Aren't you gonna like freak out when they like I can't muddle shit? I can't I can't I can't muddle anything in the PBR. Like it's like going like, to Harvard. Got, that's it's it. It's like going to Harvard, getting some crap degree, and then working on like Chipotle. <laughs> That's right. Right? Where, Chipotle, you go to but you know, yeah. you went to Harvard. You think you're gonna do a little bit uh, a little better. Like, dude, I went to Votech. Where'd you go? Harvard. Harvard. Dude, uh, you, you work for me. Like you're the you're the second in command of the rolling of the goddamn Chipotle. I went to the Harvard Burrito, Burrito Academy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Advanced Harvard Burrito Academy. <laughs> I was sume cum laude. <laughs> Cilantro cum laude. <laughs> I worked at the Chipotle by Harvard. Boom. It was a Harvard grad. Harvard Fucking Harvard. Grad. <laughs> you know the people I networked? Harvard people took dumps and toilet that I cleaned. So, <laughs> ipso facto, I kind of am a man of Harvard. Smartest shits in the world. That's right. Smartest little shits in the world. And that's yeah. just from the toilet, from the yep. Dukes. So, I'm glad you're enjoying your delicious Hawaiian yeah. Libation there. I feel like I need a uh, Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. And a luau. Whoa. There you go. Little poi. Little poi. All right. Little what do you got there, Brian? Is it as good as the uh, the Hawaiian, the trip to Hawaii we just took? No, not at all. Not even close. But I am in California hanging out in my beverage, of course, in the apparatus today, not where I actually am in my usual basement in Jersey, like the goddamn Bruce Springsteen song Life that I live right now. <laughs> and oh, recently, I. Sp- in my basement <laughs> in, in Jersey. Basement in Jersey. 
Yeah. So things have changed a lot in the last couple months. I thought for a second that I was going to retire in March and have like, you know, be able to have money and then war broke out and everything just crashed and fuck this and fuck that. And I can't even go and buy booze anymore. I don't need money. Like I have no money. Like I just have to sit in my basement and fucking just get through it. Dude, crypto this weekend, shit the bed. Everything's yeah. everything's up and down. It's just been bad. So this week was Mother's Day. Wonderful day. Happy Mother's Day. Post modern, post apocalyptic Mother's Day to everyone who's a mother listening to this. All four of you. Happy, happy, happy to all the mothers. Happy. That's for sure. So my mom came and she brought a bottle of wine. And this bottle would have remained closed and prepared and waited for another day and a lovely dinner. But my wife decided to make this delicious pasta, like bolognese sauce yesterday. Boom. And nice. being a proper Italian, like my wife is, had to put a little bit of wine in there. So I like it. what wine did we have floating around? The one that mom just brought. Wow. What did that. mom bring? She brought a Francis Coppola nice. Merlot. Nice. Now, a little bit of the Godfather in there, right? A little bit of Godfather, <laughs> a little bit of Sideways. I'm not drinking any fucking Merlot. Apparently, I am drinking Merlot. That's right. Merlot's delicious, though. I got no problem with Merlot. It's not, but again, you get that little Sideways bit. You go to like a store, you're like, fuck that. I'm not buying Merlot. I'm getting Cabernet. Fuck the marketing. I don't Pinot care. Noir, like a proper gentleman. Well, Pinot Noir is disgusting. I would wash my dookies down with that. I hate Pinot Noir. I got to say in my life, there's one, maybe two Pinot Noirs in my entire life I've tasted that I actually would drink again. Everything else, nope. It's a little dry, little Pinot Noir, but I prefer the big boldness of Cabernet. That's sort of the kind of guy I am. Nice steak, yeah. nice Cabernet. Like That's like being a fucking man. You feel like Tony Soprano and you got your Cabernet and your freaking steak. See, I don't even go in America anymore. I'm... I'm either Tuscan Italian or I'm fucking Syrah. Like, I don't know, like other. Uh, isn't that like Australian? Yeah. Syrah? Australia, New, uh, New Zealand. So I'm out there. Yeah. I came to it. Came to it. Well, this Merlot, it's good. I mean, it's drinkable. I like it. Thing is, it was opened yesterday. So I'm like, we put the, we got one of those little like aerator tops, you know, where it takes all the air out of it, but yeah, it doesn't really work so well. It's not going to be as sealed as it was when it came corked. You so, open it, you drink it. This is again, again, this is where I'm at right now in my life. I got to drink this now because it's only, it's not getting better as the air is getting into it. So, well, that's like you get a nice gift from somebody. You guys got a bottle, right? Why not use a bottle? Use it in your food. You should drink the wine with the food that you made with it. Like it pairs well, right? Kind of, I'm just, I'm really trying to, dial back my drinking and since this but again i had to go to it today because the bottle was open i mean what's the point back of gonna go bad well here's the thing on easter same kind of dilemma we had a handle of a lovely eh, actually it wasn't that lovely it was a pretty mediocre malbec but it was a handle so it was a big ass bottle of wine big ass bottle big ass bottle so we had probably like four or five glasses out of it and then i use that little airy top thing and put it in the fridge. But it had been out for like four or five days after that. And then it went in the fridge and we popped it open like a couple weeks later. And it was just like, it goes bad. It starts it going skunked. Gross. Like it yeah. was like worse than vinegar. Gross. So, you go like three, four days and you're, you're starting to risk like some really funk. flavor changing funk. Yeah. Wine funk. Wine funk. Wine funk. <laughs> we Not just had that the other day. We had, we had a bottle that we, Opened up, we drank half the bottle and let it sit there, sat 
for a week. So we opened it up yesterday. I drank a little. I'm like, it's getting a little funky, but eh, whatever. I'll drink it. And Melanie's like, nope. <laughs> right there, poured it right down. Boom, down the Open drink. A new bottle. I'm like, what do you mean? You poured yourself some? You didn't pour me? She's like, you thought I thought you liked the funk. I'm like, no, I don't like it. I would drink it if that was all that was available. <laughs> but I'm not a heathen. I'm not an animal. Well, that's how you know. Like, that's when things are really dark. When you got to like hold your nose and like chug it, you're like, I'm not going to waste this. Like, I'm not wasting this goddamn thing. That's that's dark times. That's like, hey, man, I can pretend it's not a dick. I'll just close my nose. <laughs> I got to I gotta pay the rent. <laughs> so you just ran out of toilet paper using like dish towels. Like, I don't know what's going on. Old sock, perhaps. Just holding your nose, just fucking drinking that shitty wine down. It's wine. Dark times. You know, and we're we're moving possibly into dark times. So this is the kind of mindset you got to have. You got to be That's prepared right. so that when this anything. when crazy stuff goes down, you're ready. You're prepared. You mix that shit with grapefruit it. juice, and you're gonna drink it down. But like, oh, it's great. It's delicious. These summer babes, man, they don't realize <laughs> hardship. They don't know what winter is really like. That's right. So drinking this wine, hell or high water. This, this wine's getting drunk one way or another. So, That's good. Yeah. Well, at least you're enjoying it when it should be enjoyed, right? Like. You know, I got a bunch of bottles of wine that we got when we went to Italy skiing. We got we went to Barolo. We got a bunch of Barolos. They're sitting in the cabinet, and they're like, you know how they have this, like, really weird curve where they're like, they're great in, like, another 10 years. And I'm like, I don't really I know. i dead in five years. I don't know what Putin's I, doing. I, I'm not betting on myself to be alive. Like, I want to drink that motherfucker now. So we, we're talking to the guy in the winery, and he's like, Oh, you should drink them right now. He's like, because you don't immediately. know. Immediately. He's like, you don't know when you're going to be able to drink them. You know, you plan. It's like putting in a safe. Put in a safe. You die. People are like, I don't know what this is. I'm going to throw it out. Bodie's going to fucking drink it. That's that's right. They're, buddies. Gonna, they're like, oh, this is just like, you know, just throw it away. Like, it's ridiculous. That's what my goddamn sister did. My parents bought all this like fancy champagne. They were in France. They were in the Champagne region. This is like this 70s, I guess, early 80s. They bought this fancy champagne. They had it saved for years. Damn. And then my sister, when she's all like 16, 17, like, oh my God, my parents have like, and like she took it. Bottles. She's like, freaking saber, just like, saber in that, you know, whoop. She had no idea. She wanted to get hammered with her dumb friends. I was like, I got hammered. Took this fancy Christian Brothers champagne. Brandy, the worst thing in the Oof. fucking world you get hammered on. Football party, high school, first and worst hangover I ever had. God damn it, that Christian Brothers brand puking. Like I had, I had no foundation. That was it. I went from drinking peels and fucking whatever I could steal out of the fridge to, <laughs> hey, let me just pound some Christian Brothers brandy. And think I'm not going to puke. That's oh. a rough one. Yeah. I think about it now. I'm like, God damn. Oof. Dark times, my friend. <sighs> Dark. Yeah. Dark. Popping bottles like that though, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't even imagine. That's what happens. You just got to drink them. You can't let them wait forever. You know? That's right. I just went this week to Costco. Actually, yesterday, Costco got a case of champagne. You know why? Champagne happens. Champagne happens in this house. Every day. Every day. Costco. Saturday. Every Saturday should be a celebration. I got to say, we're we're getting a case like every two or three weeks. It's bad. You're living the dream, my friend. Well, we got to... Gotta tone shit down. Like sit no, you know. like sitting Liz Vicious right now. 
Sid and Nancy. Sid and uh, Sid and Nancy vicious. Sid and Nancy living it up. <laughs> Fucking living it up like like the ship is going down. Yeah. Well, we actually have a story while in the parade today. All right. I saw this. I don't know. I don't know if I buy it. What you got? Found interesting. The uh, the people at Yelp. I don't know who works at Yelp. I don't know why you want to work at Yelp. Yeah. But they decided Yelp. to build a list. The top Yelp. brewery in every state in the U.S. Really? Now, I thought we should hit a few of these because a few of these have places we've been to, obviously. Uh, we'll focus, of course, in the ones that are in wonderful ski towns. Now, actually, the first one, we'll start with Alabama, which is a crazy place to start. Good people brewing. Many moons ago, our pal Rich, all about Apre, came and brought some beers. The they actually people. have a, I think it's called like skis and jeans or something, because hmm. there's a tiny little like nothing, but it does exist hill to ski in Alabama. And they do a special winter beer. I think it's called skis and jeans or something. I don't know if it's an every year thing, but hmm. I thought that was kind of cool because that reminded me of that beer that we had. Alaska, you got Devil's Club Brewing. Colorado, Breckenridge, Broken Compass Brewing. What the fuck is that? I'm going to think about that. <laughs> Delicious. Now, Mario, Florida. Florida. Where? Florida. This Lamorada is like, that's fucking far. That's not even near civilization. I think that's the Keys. Yeah, because it's Florida Keys Brewing. Get the fuck out of here. What? This is like a wish list of places you want to go visit. Well, that's the thing about this list. It's like... Let's look I, at New I, Jersey. Well, Merkinville. I, Mer- I don't even know where that is. It's it like, I think it's really? near Philly. Where the fuck it's is near that? Philly or something. It's one of those places they make four, like four beers and like they sell out in like four minutes because like some guy is like this like hippie genius who makes this amazing beer, like That's one right. of those kind of things. So it's it's basically they sell out in, in one hour and the two hippie geniuses drink their beer in their own garage next to each other. That's it. Great. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, Idaho, Coeur d'Alene. Daft Badger Brewing. That sounds awesome. I hmm. want to check that place out. How about Maine? Allagash Brewing. It's pretty See, solid. I was just in Utah. I looked down there and like Keto's Brewing. I'm like, where, where the fuck is that? I didn't hear any of that when I was well, down there. Here's, here's a bizarre one to me. Massachusetts. Samuel Adams Brewery. Now, I still don't understand how Sam Adams can be a craft brewery. Uh, exactly. You jumped the shark. You well, can't they have, be craft. Here's the list. Here's the list. So they put this list out because... They try to say they're big, but they're they're craft. Well, here you're we go. Bigger. Beginning the week of May 16th, it is American Craft Beer Week. I did not get the memo, but this is good to know. Here's the thing they're saying. If you're asking what makes a beer a craft beer, according to the Brewers Association, for a brewer's beer to be considered craft beer, they must have three attributes and, by definition, be small, independent, and be a brewer. (laughs) Small, independent brewer. Okay. In the craft beer world, small means an annual production of less than 6 million barrels a year. Hmm. Which Boston beer makes a lot of freaking beer. But do they separate they their brands as different beers though? They have to. They're right? going to have to, to to fall under this. Yeah. Yeah. Independent means that less than 25% of the brewery is controlled by a beverage alcohol industry member that is not itself a craft brewer. So you could be 23% 
owned by InBev and still be okay. Bingo. That's what I'm saying. We're getting into semantics here. That's for sure. And a brewer meaning that they have a TTB brewer's notice and make beer. Hmm. Whatever that means. This seems like I gotta ask anybody. Washington DC, other half brewing, aren't they out of Brooklyn? They or are Washington? the original. Well, the original one is, but they did another one. The fuck? They can't be listed out of Brooklyn and Washington DC. Yeah. Come on. Come on, Yelp. Uh, well, I got some other weird ones on here too. Uh let's see. Nevada imbibe custom brews in Reno. That's kind of cool. Mario, here you go. New Hampshire. Shilling beer out of Littleton. I think I may have seen it. I never drank it though. I don't think I drank it. Or if I did, it was horrible because I had a few beers that were horrible that I don't remember the names of. I got them at Whole Foods, you know. There you go. That that craft beer. Tap room at Whole Foods, but that's the one up there. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I love that. The shilling beer, four and a half stars on Yelp, four hundred and thirty-nine reviews. So right in the river. Seems pretty cool. All yeah, right. Jersey Eclipse Brewing. I've never heard of them. Then again, Where I'm not the guy they? anymore to know all this stuff. New Mexico, Truth or Consequences Brewing. Hmm. That sounds pretty awesome. Is in the town of Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. That's a pretty badass name for a town. See, what I don't understand is why is everybody using Yelp as like a source? like Yelp is like an opinion thing. It's not a, Hey, we're an independent group of people. Well, Yelp sort of, I mean, theoretically it's supposed to be like a crowdsourcing of, of ideas. Yeah. But what if everybody's a bunch of assholes and they don't know beer, right? Like (laughs) if, if if you drink mainly ciders and you're rating it like a five, like you're, you're a fucking idiot. Like, I don't, I don't want that rating in there. I want to throw it out. Like that's the Russian judge. Let's throw that shit out. (laughs) I don't know if they took like the highest rated ones. You know, it's the highest rated in each state and did this. They don't say that. I don't, I want to know. I'm just a sucker for a list. I love me a list, especially when you spy state. They should just be more transparent and say, these are the people we're pushing on Yelp. That's and that's it. it. Like yep. just that, that'll be fine. If they said that, I'd be like, great. At least it's now I know list. where you're coming from. I know what yeah. your agenda is. <laughs> Oregon, Bend, Boneyard Beer. Boneyard. Boneyard, Utah. You said Keto's Brewing? You weren't a yeah. fan? I No, I never heard of them. Never heard of them. But I don't know if I was in the wrong part of Utah. I was in Ogden. That's it. Goddamn wrong part of Utah. You know, Vermont. Utah is probably fucking yelling at me right now going like, you idiot, you were right there. People in Utah don't yell. They're kind. They listen. They would, they would talk sternly to me, I think, and I would feel like they were yelling. Yeah. <laughs> you go full Puerto Rican on them. That's right. That's right. Break a glass bottle. Or I just, or or I just cry. Right. Or, or just yeah. cry. Just be like, you hurt my feelings. I'm sorry. Do what you got to do. do, what you gotta Vermont, do. the alchemist. I have no problem with that. That one I got. I, I got that. That's good. I but no then again, who that. else are they going to pick in Vermont to not be called out, right? Dude, you could choose a lot of spots and not get called out. Then again, I would be curious Foam, to see. Burlington, Lawson. If the alchemist was on the list five years ago, I want to know. Mm. I bet you it wasn't even on their list. Perhaps, perhaps. Perhaps. I like foam. Foam's pretty good. Foam's great. Washington, Seattle, Georgetown Brewing Company. 
and Wyoming, 10 Sleep Brewing Company. There you go. It's a fun nice. little list. We'll link her up in the old show notes if you want to look at your state and see what the top brewery is, according to the this lady at Yelp who wrote the article. So let me ask Have you a question, because you would probably know this. Focal Banger from The Alchemist. Yeah. Is that sold in stores now? Yeah, I mean... Or at the brewery? It's for sure at the brewery, but... Remember how like weird it was to get back in the day? Well, that's because it was still new. I mean, originally they were only making Hetty Topper. That was like their only beer for their first, what, like five, six years in existence. And then Focal Banger was the second one, and then it all sort of spiraled into madness like it is now. Yeah, it's funny. So um, Beer Advocate has their top trending beers. Mm-hmm. And trending, not good or not rating-wise, they're saying Hetty Topper is trending number nine, and Focal Banger is number 21. Hmm. So I guess that's the 21st, 20, and the ninth trend, like top trending. Yeah. So it's pretty interesting. Like It's still trending, like especially for Hetty Topper. You know what? It's one of those beers, man. It's just, it's legendary. Yeah. And a lot of folks, because again, they're starting to expand their, their brewing where it's being shipped to. People can get it in more spots. So you don't have to be a, a craft beer psychopath and have to go all the way up to Stowe if you live in like Georgia to get it. You anymore. should be. You should be. Dedication to the game. Hey, if you want to get any Hill Farmstead, you better be. That's all I'm saying. That Boom. one could have easily made the list. I'm throwing the freaking gauntlet out. Yeah, Why did that places, not make the list? Some places you can you can find Hill Farms. I know a buddy in Philly for years they had it down there. New York City, some places have it. You know, there's yeah. Well, now New York City gets it because New York everybody City. Everybody wants to get paid. Everybody wants to get paid. That's right. You know? It's a dude with a truck and he picks it up and dries it down. There you go. So that wraps up the app right today. Let's go to Ski News. So this scheme is still happening in mid-May. Everybody knows that. How about the good folks at the Indie Pass? And this is a weird one. We got to talk through this one because I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. They've added a resort tier for discounted lift tickets. So they have a new category of resorts called Indie Allied Resorts, which will offer discounted lift tickets to Indie Pass holders. Huh. So this means it's not like you get the two free, well, free, included in all the indie resorts. This is a discount program affiliated with your indie pass. So we got right. Basquiat in Massachusetts, Burke Mountain in Vermont, home of the famed Burke Mountain Academy, Dartmouth Skyway in New Hampshire, McIntyre Ski Area in New Hampshire. Did I say Skyway or Skiway? Skiway, right? Skiway. Skiway. Dartmouth Skiway. Okay. Middlebury College Snowbowl, which I still have not been to, but I've heard is pretty fun. Nice. And Whaleback Mountain in New Hampshire. Whaleback. Little Whaleback. Lift tickets will be discounted by 25% on holidays and weekends from December 24th through March 12th, 2023, and by 50% on all other days. Indie pass holders must show ID at the ticket window in order to purchase their lift tickets. There is a limit of one non-transferable lift ticket per day per Indie pass holder. Allied Resorts' unrestricted season pass holders are eligible to purchase Indie add-on passes, which are discounted up to 
Season pass holders can purchase the add-on pass at IndieSkiPass.com. Upload a photo or season pass for verification. A season pass upload verification is not required at the time of purchase. Hmm. That's kind of cool. So another layer of Indie Pass goodness. Nice. And what's cool about that is it's, again, these smaller mountains who may not want to be completely affiliated and may not, because I guess there's like, what is it? The, um, not a payback system. What do they call it? Where it's almost, um, remember, like there's a term that they used and then that other resort out in the, the other Colorado pass was doing the same thing. Like a reciprocal thing? Reciprocal. Yeah. Like they were, they reciprocated yeah. wow. the way, the way they get paid. They will so, bifurcate the, no, so. <laughs> The homologization of the industry is causing us to have to bifurcate our reciprocation. So now if you were had an Indy Pass and you hit up your, you got your your days all in at your mountains that were local to you, having this option, if you're in the Northeast, I mean, just bonus 50% off days, which is pretty cool. Now, put the bone back in bonus. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) A to the O. So it says one non-transferable lift ticket per day per Indy Pass holder. So does that mean it's not, there's no limit on the number of times you could use it at a resort? So say you were It's not transferable though, right? Not transferable, right. But if you're at, say you're at Burke for like five days, could you get five 50% off days if you're like Monday through Friday? It says on all other days. That's doesn't even say a like limit. Yeah. Oh, limit of not one non-transferable. Right. Per day. Per day. Right. So it doesn't so seem like there's a day, limit. Keep going. Keep going. Keep it going, baby. I like that. That's pretty cool. Half off season pass. Right. What's that? Half off season pass. That's it. Yeah. Wait, what? Like, Half off season pass, see, uh, season window pass. Does it say that in there? That's kind of essentially what it is, right? <clears throat> if you get half off for the rest of the season right there. Depends how many days you go. Exactly. You got to do that math there. You got to figure out exactly how many days you're going to be at the place. And you go, do I buy the resort, like the season pass from the resort, or do I buy the indie pass and use it there? And get and your fifty percent off. You're half yeah. off, and go other places. And there is some math to be done if you want to do this right. Pretty good though. I like yeah. it. All right. Next up, Colorado snowpack is melting at a ridiculous rate. So that's not good. They're saying the snowpack in the mountains is melting too quickly, and they're saying the worsening drought—it's worsening drought and wildfire conditions. And if we haven't seen what's going on in the news right now. Um, you had New Mexico blowing up with uh, wildfires and now California again. So I don't know, like it, they're trying to do the pre-read on the, on the drought and, and fire um, time of year, which is coming up quickly. But they're saying that Colorado didn't see enough snow this winter to fully recover from the ongoing mega drought. And now the snow state did see melting too quickly. So they're saying it's melting at a quick rate, but they also haven't had the snow on top of that snow, which they usually get. So it's kind of compounding the whole situation. Um, 
Yeah, that, yeah. There was just a fire today that was uh, they said was near Evergreen. Oh, uh, really? Seventy. Yeah, just today. Again, I don't know how big it was. I think Boulder had one a few weeks ago. I mean, it's it's scary out there right now. Damn. So they're saying they should have had about eight point oh eight point five inches of snowpack, and they said they're at two inches. So, you know, about a quarter of what they are are expecting as a normal normal snowpack rate. Uh, so it's a lot less uh, water in that area, snow and water. So they're saying it's uh, very dry and it's, you know, affecting plant life. It's affecting just, you know, they're, they're saying it's going to affect later on in the year, uh, potentially some some dryness and drought levels. Um, yeah, they're saying that as the snow melts, some of the state's waterways like the Colorado, Gunnison, Rio Grande, and San Juan rivers might see a short-lived uptick, but ultimately below average flows in water. The severity of those conditions will depend on whether Colorado sees more colder temperatures and additional snow in the coming weeks. And they said, but neither of those are on the horizon. Hmm. Yeah. Which is bad. Damn. But yeah, that eight and a half inches where they should be to only have that's two. Big difference, man. Oof, that's bad. And you know, it's just weird. Like I I don't live in a super heavily wooded area. So when I see these stories on TV, I'm always amazed. I'm like, oh, how does this happen? But you know, there are areas like we're we're very fortunate in this country to have like wide open spaces and there's wide open spaces of forest that just, you know, if they're dried out, like you don't realize and it's a tinderbox waiting to uh to go up. It's yeah. crazy. Well, they um so this article is from the Denver Post and one of the most popular stories, number six, Colorado Springs Airport prepares for possible evacuation as multiple wildfires burn around the city. Damn. Oof, that's scary. So mm. yeah, things are things are looking kind of dark out in Colorado right now. So hopefully they get some more snow or some rain or something because it could be an ugly spring summer out there. Well, they're getting a snow show back, right? No, it's leaving Denver and going back to Salt Lake. It's going back to Salt Lake. Back to Salt Lake. Like it's all doom and gloom. And dude, Salt Lake, Alta had 19 inches of snow this week. Boom. Just putting that out there. Just Colorado being like, hey man, Colorado's the best. <laughs> Are you getting nineteen inches of snow the second week in May? I gotta say, no, you're not. Now and I went to Utah this year. We had a great freaking time. Utah oh, I checks. Say. Utah checks a lot of boxes, and they're going to announce this summer. We've talked about it in the past what they're going to do about Little Cottonwood if they're going to put in that gondola. And they're saying the gondola. They're talking about gondola, additional bus lanes, or or something else is cog train cog train did they say cog train they might have said cog train i don't i think in my mind i wanted to hear cog train i think they were talking about when they're talking about the lift yeah but they are saying the gondola is kind of leading as the most likely solution dude i did over gatlinburg you two miles from there you gondola out boom you're right in the lodge it was awesome you like living in the future and you have a gondola in your town and you know all started over gatlinburg (laughs) <laughs> over Gatlinburg they're the first definitely not the Alps not the Alps fuck, fuck the Alps over the Gatlinburg Alps. they ripped off over Gatlinburg oh that's right <laughs> they went to go to Dollywood they saw it they said we're gonna do this over here this is a great idea it went from over Gatlinburg to over Amagao that's it that's <laughs> pretty much 
did, you know, they named it after Orbe Gatlinburg. Yep. That was the first one. And we got one more story here. In the good old ski news. How about big snow? How about, how about, how about big snow? We had that big fire. I think it was back in September ish. Big fire is not good advertisement for big, big snow. Big fire. I <laughs> know. <laughs> it is not what emulating what's happening out in the wilderness right now is they had a big fire oh. after the big Colorado fires right now. Perhaps New Same. Jersey is sort of the harbinger for Colorado. So we so, have a big fire in New Jersey at the snow dome. And now the fires are happening out in Colorado. So you think, I think of a fire on Colorado. I think of like wilderness burning, like, you know, like a lot of nature being destroyed and like animals running. When I think of a fire in New Jersey, I think of a fucking dumpster on fire and rats running from it. That's all See, I think. And, and, and a large Cadillac <laughs> driving away with That's lights right. off. Perhaps. Forget about Allegedly. it. Allegedly. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Big snow, baby. They have announced the snow dome will be reopening May 27th. That is roughly two weeks away. It's the Friday before Memorial Day weekend. Just in time to get ready for football season. USFL? Is that happening? USFL is being played in uh, Alabama, Birmingham. It's already happening. All games. All games, Birmingham. I've been paying such close attention, I didn't even realize that. Isn't it weird? So that's the first season. XFL starts next year, and then USFL, I think, is going to expand to the actual the host cities that they're <laughs> supposed to be in. That's going to like, well, that's like so ridiculous. You could be like, hey, the uh, <laughs> Hartford Wolf Dogs. It's like, yeah, they're playing Alabama. Where, like, what does it matter Alabama. if they're the Hartford Wolf Dogs or the Where is they uh, playing? Alabama. We're exactly. All playing in the same spot. Does it really matter what what town you're from? Exactly. It's just that's ridiculous. Yeah. There's a Tampa team. I'm like, I don't even know when they play because they're not local. So. They're not even on the same time zone. I think it's, isn't it our Tampa behind? Bay Bandits? Who knows? I don't know. Dude, anyway. I saw on the news today they had um they had a Mustang. It was a 7-Eleven Mustang. And it was like designed with like the paint and everything with 7-Eleven. Oh, it was like, yeah, I saw it's a one-off special edition they did. Yeah. It was so ridiculous. And you know, we have a 15 year old in the house and he loved it. He's like, Oh, this is great. That's great. I'm like, dude, I'm going to get you the Tampax Ferrari. It's going to be pink and you're going <laughs> to ride that. You're going to love it. And he's like, Oh no, I don't want that. I'm like, exactly. Why would you want a fucking seven 11? They go for like 400 grand in auction. So uh, don't even so worry about it. I just think it's so stupid. Like what? I don't know. And then they have a tagline on it says, um, uh, speedy and speed uh, snacks sp- snacks with speed or something like that. It's like some stupid tag. I'm like whatever. I don't. I hate myself for even thinking of the tagline and giving it play. Like it's, it's built bad. for speed and snacks. Oh, Need so for Slurpee. Oh, so stupid. Yeah. <clears throat> I I'm telling you that Tampax Ferrari is not fu- is not short. Not I, not. It's coming up soon. Yeah, I don't disagree. I don't. I'm not a fan, but I am a fan of Big Snow reopening May 27th. I bought a freaking ten pass thing last summer, and I've used it once. So what happened with the ten pass? Did they postpone it? Like what did they do? I have to look. I think they said they are you were gonna get rectified, to- or are you gonna get fied in the rectum? Is what you getting? Something's gonna get fied. <laughs> are you getting in the rectum, or are you gonna get rectified? 
That's I think I rectify know. is going to happen. Well, Hopefully. they were saying that they were going to, so whatever period they were closed, like say it was, it, a, right? Let's say it was like a one. So it, you had a year to use it. And I think they were going to just tack on however long they were closed. So oh, September okay. through May, whatever, what's that? Seven months, eight months. As long as you get to on. use it, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was 200 bucks for 10 trips. That was pretty good. That's not bad. And I still have my son's demo or rental skis from the seasons and he's free because he's under six. So I can take him a couple times this summer. That's nice. the plan. Dude, that's so awesome for a little kid too. Oh, for sure. I remember the first time I went there with him, it was such a, because it was like peak COVID. No, was it, was it even COVID? Yeah, it was. It was like COVID insanity. They had all these ridiculous like sheets of plastic up. They had to go in certain oh, directions. Geez. It was idiotic. But as soon as you walk through the door, like he like looked up and was like, oh, like this, this is awesome. awesome. And there's like a, a little, like a little house at the top where yeah. I guess it's like the lift operating and stuff. He's like, does Santa Claus live there? I'm like, yeah, oh, dude, like, so Santa cute. Claus lives there. Dude, yeah, if, they, cool. if they're listening, they should put a freaking Santa Claus out there. But like, you got to get a ticket kid to see Santa Claus. That's a great Boom. goddamn idea. Right? Mommy, daddy paying 20 bucks a pop, get you up to the top of that lift to see Santa Claus. We are a think tank at this podcast. We really are. I just want a percentage. I just want to cut. Just I, I just want to be like on retainer as an idea guy. Like I want to be an on like retainer idea. idea guy. Retainer idea guy. Yeah. If anybody has a think tank and wants Mario Bryan to shake shit up, we will do that for you. We're like a ski think tank, like a skink tank. Skink tank. Not a skank tank. We're and actually, tank. that actually was one of my ideas this past weekend. Skank tank. Dude, skank tank. Dude, that's think no worse than Temptation well, Island. No, think about it. Think about it. This is, this is, and, but this is the, this is the home, the, uh, the, like the, the nice. Bachelor and the Bachelorette merged together. No, no, no. This is the direction I'm going with this. Everybody hates SeaWorld, right? Because of what it does to animals. Now imagine you get a bunch of reformed sex workers and you teach them to be dolphin trainers. There you go. Skank tank. Skank tank. They can help train the dolphins and the killer whales and stuff. No, they could be mermaids. Boom. See? They, they dress Think up tank. in the mermaid thing. Skank tank. It doesn't have to be totally slutty, Think but it could be. Tank. It could be like like a like a strip club sea world. <laughs> It's like, yeah, I want to see some chicks, but I, I like uh, I like animals. I like the water animals. Where are we going this year, family? Oh, let's go to SeaWorld. Skank tank. Skank tank. <laughs> Daddy's got to see the skank tank. SeaWorld, Daddy. You know, Daddy <laughs> like, likes the skank tank. Skeet, skeet. I, there was a group on. We're going to skank tank. Close enough. <laughs> He's like, skeet, skeet, you two. Get on. <laughs> we got to get to the skank tank. <laughs> Oh my god! And like, what would like the like the champagne room? Like, what would that be? Like the Shamu room? <laughs> uh, oh my god! Oh man! I'm just saying, there's potential there. Shampoon we live in room. very bizarre times. We need to start thinking outside the box. The shampoo room. <laughs> Shamu room. Shamu room. Skank tank. I'm Skank telling you. Tank. Potential. It's going to open next year. I guarantee it. Probably in Florida. Why not? <laughs> in Florida. It's going to be part of Disney. The yep. other part of Disney you never wanted the to know. The dark side of Disney. Next to the Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah. The, the, Mandalorian, the Skankalorian. The Mandalorian touch tank. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the touch and feel exhibit. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking right. of touching and feeling, we're going to roll into our main topic. 
film. And I saw something up this week on the ski chat that I belong to. And people are very concerned about gas prices, obviously. Gas is going crazy. Diesel's over like $6 a gallon in the area. Probably even worse. My sister-in-law was out in California for a uh, traveling nurse gig. And she just got back to the East Coast. She was paying over 6 bucks for regular gas. And she had a Wrangler. So it gets terrible gas mileage anyway. But why and, didn't you just go out and buy an electric vehicle like everybody said to Drop 60 grand. And you know, there's tons of them everywhere because the supply chain for electric is is not affected oh, at all, obviously. It's great, right? Yeah. Not affected at all. Just, I mean, batteries. Isn't there a rebate you get for that? So you, you just make 60 grand, it's only 20 or... Lithium ion maybe. batteries. You pretty much can take Legos and make batteries out of them. They just come, I mean, out of nowhere. Awesome. You can take existing things and you have a battery, of course, right? <laughs> There's like a Lego chicken that makes the Lego batteries and it comes right out of their ass and it's boom, right in the car. all magic and wonderful electric. Nothing yeah. bad about it at all. It's cheap. It's easy. No problem, right? No problem. So yeah, I mean, think about that now. Gas is bad now everywhere. I remember the worst I saw it was I took a trip to Hunter Mountain up in New York and I, for some reason... Decided to stop on the throughway to get gas. Uh, and I think I paid four four fifty nine for regular. And my car yeah, leaks gas, which is even worse. But if you're on the throughway and you stop for gas, you just like after you get the gas, you just stand there like that, just wait for the kick in the balls, don't you? <laughs> well, I the thing is, I didn't need need gas, but I need need needed to pee. Ah, see, so I'm like I'm already you got here. gas while you're peeing. You're like, well, so, disposable income. I could chuck another <laughs> few bucks at you. Whatever. Yeah. It was more of a so I could tell the tale of I paid four fifty nine and I was all pissed off about it, you know. But now that's becoming like normal. Like four, I, I paid four twenty at Costco last week, and that was like you'd wait in line forever for that. Bullshit. But that that but back to that rest area. So it was. It's not the first one you hit on the uh, the throughway, the big one. It's that next one. They had the whole regular part closed, but the gas was open. Oh, really? You know that I don't know if you remember that first one. I think it's the Modena one. Whoever, we used to go there sometimes. Not not the very first one, like down in Slopesburg. That like the first big one after that. Yeah. But yeah, they they're redoing that. Whatever. This is not part of the story that matters. I'm just talking about gas prices. Gas is obviously like I don't know. Is there is there a solution? Are any of these geniuses in government going to fix our problem? Most likely not. They're all there's just a lot of talk, cut. but there's no solution. And you're not going to realize that there's not a solution until like a few weeks later. Yeah. It's going to really bite us in the ass. Yeah. And you can blame the war for some reason. You can blame our current president. You can blame our you past blame president. anybody you want. Blame anybody you want. Doesn't you know mean what? It's it doesn't truth. fix it. You're still going to fucking pay. That's, That's just right. where we're at right now. Yeah. But now think about this. If we are going into this inflation cycle, and that leads us to a recession. Like, I don't think we've had, like that sort of economic setup, I don't think has ever happened before. Well, the or last maybe recession, there was an inflation, right? It wasn't as bad. It wasn't as pronounced as it is now. But I mean, there were certain was, areas. I think it was, I remember because like 2007, eight gas started going up again pretty high, but it was yeah. pretty much just gas. Just it wasn't gas. Like ever, right. It wasn't like, it wasn't like meat went up like 40% yeah. like it is it now. It was like a fuel crisis while we were having recession. Not everything else is hard. Like Bingo. now it's everything. Groceries. It's everything in groceries. Yeah. Electricity, like anything fuel related. And of course, 
you know, when you look at groceries, like how are the groceries getting to the store? They're not growing cows on the top of a shop right in New Jersey. No, yeah. they have to go and, you know, everybody's like, oh, you, should be, plants. you should be on electric. Yeah, I'm on electric. You know, what? I'm on electric. Everything in this house. You know, what? my bill is fucking astronomical every every month. It's yeah. horrible. And if you think about it, when you talk about skiing, I mean, what is the bad rap that skiing has had? over the last couple of years is that, I mean, probably forever that it's elitist. You have to be rich to do it. What do you think a recession inflation is going to do to the industry? I mean, it's going to, it's already been kind of back to being elitist again. It's going to be just way more pronounced, way more. I mean, how many families well, are going to be able to gonna, go now? If, yeah. if you're, if it's going to cost you twice as much in gas and say you do two, three, four trips a year, you know, three hour trips. And you're going, looking at those numbers going, you know, we're not going to spend that money on gas because I'm going to get a hotel, which of course would be more expensive. Food's going to be more expensive. Lift tickets are definitely going to go up because look at everything else related to a ski resort. How do you run a chairlift? You need diesel fuel. How about running a snowcat? What do you think that uses? Magical fairy queefs? No, it uses goddamn diesel fuel, like everything else. Yes, we know Piston Boy makes an electric. How many how many resorts are able to pop out six hundred, seven hundred thousand dollars for a brand new electric snowcat when they have a regular but ha- how environmentally diesel snowcat? How environmentally friendly is it to take a perfectly working snowcat, chuck it right in the landfill because we have an electric one? Nobody's gonna do go. that. That's ridiculous. Especially now. Yeah. 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 It's it's going to be very tricky. And then snowmaking. I mean, you. How do you think those cannons run? What, like, what do they even run on? Is it like I don't even know. I'm actually asking that question. Is it are they electric? Are they the fairy queefs? They run diesel powered fairy queefs, obviously. <laughs> no, but I I really think like you got a point. Like, so skiing was like an elitist sport for a reason. It was difficult to get to. There wasn't a lot of easy ways to to do like a ski vacation, right? It was hard to get into, you know, cost of entry, all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Over the years, like it's come down in terms of price and availability. It's been available and the pricing has been more comparable to where people are like, hey, you know, I could do a, a ski vacation and it's not so out of the realm of of where I have to spend for like another type of vacation right? It's activity, the whole thing. I think if with inflation and just maybe earnings getting hit and, and, and people's pocketbooks, like, you know, your wallet's getting hit harder. You're like, I can't spend this money on a ski. I can't see doing it. We're going to go, you know, you tell your family, we're going to do something else for, for this vacation. We're not going skiing. So I almost think like it may get it back to being an elitist sport or pastime because the availability and the disposable income needed to, to go do it. It's that's, that's a little bit of a fear to be honest. Because that's again, for most normal people, skiing is like the, you know, it's a luxury. It's a luxury. It's luxury. It's one of those activities that if you had to cut something out of your life, you're like, yeah, this is like, I like going my once a, once a season trip, I'm going to cut that out. That's the first easy to to lop off our list. People like us who, love the sport. It's part of our, a very significant part of our life. Like we're not going to be the ones that are doing that. We will find a way to sacrifice to make it happen. Yeah. 
but how is that gonna and again people who can just say you know no big deal i can afford it you know the ones think about it, and you've an escalate you live in connecticut you're driving up to vermont every week every other weekend you know like what are you dropping in gas that the average person could never spend yeah it's you know, all like about said, too where you, where you're gonna spend your money right things get tighter people are like you know maybe i don't need a ski vacation but i need a vacation so i'll drive somewhere maybe do a few extra days at the beaches or do something like tropical or whatever but skiing maybe that takes a back seat you know and again i i would not be surprised if we see some small local independent mountains just go we can't afford to open this year we can't afford to run the lifts. We can't get staff. That would be horrible. Yeah. I guarantee you we're going to see some because yeah. then the cost of operating is just getting too high. I mean, ski resorts are working on super tight margins to begin with on the best years. And this season, a lot of spots did not get the best snow. I mean, look at the, the story we just talked about in Colorado, the lack of, of snowpack. That affected a lot of places. I know in the Northeast, yeah. a lot of spots had to shut down early. Not Jay Peak. They just closed like this past weekend because they had a great year. But hmm. Jay Peak is a special place and it's super, super far north. But most places didn't have that luxury. They were on, kind of below that rain line where places way up north got snow and a lot of them further south got rain. Yeah. So if you're coming off a bad season, Let's not say bad. Let's say marginal at best. Because again, we saw a lot of those weird COVID leftover effects earlier in the season that kind of dissipated and, and kind of went away later in the season. Shorter season. Now you're going into recession and much higher inflation operating costs. That's going to be a tough nut for these guys to make next season. Maybe we won't see it this upcoming season. Maybe the season after. That's when we see the places shut down. But this does bring up a great point about backcountry and skinning and earning your turns. If you're still doing that, say the resort shuts down. It's public land, though. You got your skins, you hop on, you can still do your thing. That's the beautiful yeah. thing about skiing and about people who do love the sport and have ways to enjoy it that, Maybe it's still going to be there unchanged if you're doing that. It's still a giant hill and it's still got snow on it. Right. So you can volume still... of people in the ski industry. So you got to think about the repercussions of that, right? So if you can't bring as many people into skiing, you don't sell the merchandise. You don't have the, the sales in volume that you had, right? So now you have to run leaner and meaner. You can't, run with all this, maybe not all this emerging technology, maybe not all the options that you used to have, right? It gets, it's get, kind of gets narrowed down because of supply and demand. You're like, why am I going to create, you know, five different types of skis this season when two will do, you know, I can make my, my nut and that's it. We're going to, we're going to see decreased sales, right? So yeah. it's the ski equipment, the apparel, the ski resorts, like, so I wonder the ski resorts, like what would be interesting to, to monitor would be, do the local ski areas get the lion's share versus people going on a week long and traveling far, right? So are you getting a lot of out-of-state visitors or are you getting local, right? Like, it, cause that's kind of, you know, that's going to be a question too. Like, is it drivable or is it where you're flying into a place and going to some big baller ski vacation. Yeah, for sure. 
you know, because then it might change the way people think. Are they going for, hey, I only want two weeks of skiing this year at two ball places versus, you know, getting a ton of different days in at a local ski area. And this is going to get to test my real estate thesis too, because, you know, we've talked about in the past how insane ski town real estate is. And over the last two or three years, there's been the big boom because of the super low interest rates of people, interest rates, wines kicking in. People are buying up properties and airbnb them out. Now what happens if you bought these places and people are not coming to your Airbnb? Right. Or are these places going to are people going to be like I got to sell this place or are they going to offer discounted rates? I mean, this is this is going to yeah. test a lot of people's fortitude um in terms of being investors, especially yeah. with things like Airbnbs. Because it always made because you go on any of those real estate blogs, it is so easy. You get a hundred percent return. Yeah. Just buy the place and put on Airbnb. <laughs> Everything will be amazing. Yeah. Now we're going to see who's got the balls to actually stick through with this. Because I think well, a lot of people here's the concern, sell. right? So you're either buying at the high right now, or you've bought and and you're holding on, but now you might not have <clears throat> as much uh, traffic going through and and saying, "Hey, I want to rent," or you know. So are we going to see an influx of these places that go to foreclosure? Is it going to drop the market? Like, So everybody's worried about like a housing bubble saying, oh, housing keeps going up and up. I'm in Tampa. It's like one of the hottest markets in the nation right now. It's insane. Like, you know, an apartment that used to go for like a thousand or $1,200 a month is now going for like three grand a month. Like it's, it's that much of a difference. It's crazy. So, I kind of wonder like is the inflation and the 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 cost like the the cost and investment of traveling for a ski vacation going to cause the drop in a housing bubble in the ski areas if not everywhere else right I think a lot about this and I think the Airbnb people are in trouble I think those are the ones that they would sell but the smart people who are very wealthy and own the houses for personal use, they probably all refinanced under 3% in the last two years and are going to be sitting pretty. But again, Unless I think you're going to afford in the first place and then they're still. But I'm talking about the smart, wealthy people who are right. like, you know, and that the Aspen people, hold. the Vale people. Yeah. Right. Not everybody. Again, there's not, that's not everybody. A lot of people are absolutely stupid or didn't but think about it. It might be. You're talking about numbers that might be 30 or 40% of like a housing in an area. Like that's a lot, you know, it's not like a 10 or 20%. Of, so let's say it's 30 or 40% that go, go to bankruptcy. Like yeah. that's a lot. It affects the the housing and, and everything, but yeah, I mean, it would, it would write a lot of the kind of bubbly values over the last couple of years in a lot of the big ski areas, but yeah. will it happen? Who knows? I mean, all I say is save your I, I money know. and scoop in when it drops. Boom. It's easy to say it's just who's <laughs> got the balls to do it. You yeah. know, that's, that's, you know, Dude, that's, that place that woods. to sell for $2 million. Jackson Hole drops to like 500 grand. And you got to swoop in and baby. In. Yeah. Boom. Dude, I was looking at, again, I looked at, I think it was Wilson, which is kind of the town right on the way to Jackson. There was like a dump 
it was like a dumpy house that if you were in like if you were in Vermont would be and say you were right by like magic you were like by Londonderry or um like Bromley that area that house would be 300 400,000 all right it was 3 million dollars damn 3 million dollars for a dumpy house damn but you're in Wilson you're 15 minutes from Jackson Hole Mountain Resort. Man. 10 minutes from Snow King. Hmm. And you get those beautiful Wyoming tax rates, which are like nothing. But it's funny, you know, people talk about like, oh, you know, it got so expensive. So we moved outside of Teton Village into Jackson. Then they moved out of Jackson into Wilson. Like, so it's kind of like they migrated because of the cost, right? So now if it changes, do the people that are living in Wilson move to Jackson? No. Jackson people move, you know, no. like you're moving to, you're moving to Idaho. Everybody starts switching or, or what happened? You got to move to Idaho. That's the only move. Like that's, that's the next spot because, well, there's, was it? Alpine? Or are the people on the mountains saying, I can get a great place in New York city for cheap. I'm moving there. They're like, like man, a reverse I'm exodus. The, I'm sick of the whole Jackson, the whole lifestyle. I'm going to move I'm into the skiing and being in the outdoor. That's right. Yeah. I want to live be... in Soho now. <laughs> no one I'm does sure that. New York city would want to have that, but have I, you I don't think that that's going to happen. Nobody does that. Nobody leaves a big city. Like nobody leaves the mountains. And it's like, yeah, I'm going to go live back in a yeah. little crammed, shitty, overpriced, loud, disgusting apartment. Think of how hilarious it would be if I, I said to you, like, Brian, dude, I'm going to move to the big city. I'm going to have traffic every day. I'm going to have a shitty little apartment. Crime's going to be up. It's, it's going to be awesome. I'm you, psyched. You'd look, you'd look at me, but like, you have to be committed to a mental ward. If you can make it there, you'll make it anywhere. It's up to you. Jackson Hole. Jackson Hole. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. We'll see. There's going to be some crazy stuff happening. Again, I don't know if it's going to hit this year, going to hit next year, but it's something that ski resorts, ski towns really need to start thinking about now because things could get messy later this year. And quickly, you know, yeah. just, I don't think anything's going to happen slow. It's going to be like, holy shit, everything just changed overnight. Yeah. Just buy an electric car. It'd be fun. Oh, yeah. Lightning's up 4-3. The lightning do not want to be eliminated tonight. 156 left in OT. So by the time you're listening to this podcast, you will already know the outcome of the series. It'll be done. That's right. Be done. Right now we're living in the moment, which is pretty sweet. We're living in the past to you but we're living in the present right now. See, just saying. We're like a time machine. It's a time machine. It's so an audio if you, time machine. So if you have any thoughts or ideas or you want to share what you think you're watching out for or you're looking at, hit us up with an email at skibonepodcast at gmail.com. And we'll, uh, we'll keep talking about this throughout the summer and into the ski season, but... I'll just Good. be glad to see an end to like Instagram posts that I know mean nothing that people just put out there to say, Hey, look at me. I'm living a great life. I just want everybody to show their regular life, who they really are on all social media. That's, That's what I want. Who wants to see that? I want to see the boring thing. I want people to be boring. Be who you are, not who you think you are. That's... Be, your, be your boring loser self and own it. That's right. There you go. I think with that, we should take a quick little trip. Under the ropes. Boom, we're doing an old school episode with some fun stories. Boom. 
So this is kind of funny. This could have been ski news. You want me to get this one? Or you get this one? I think you want to end up with the last. The last one is on. We got two stories. I want the last one. All right, start us off. So first one, study finds cleaner air leads to more Atlantic hurricanes. What? I believe this because if there's dirty air out there, it's not hurricaning. It's just kind of black. It's just like dark and gloomy. But I don't know. They're saying uh, cleaner air in the United States and Europe is brewing more Atlantic hurricanes. A new U.S. government study found. But this U.S. government study, you can't you can't trust this. This is fake news. I don't know. Totally fake fake news. news. So NOAA, um, the NOAA study. So it was a NOAA study. I like NOAA. Uh, it links changes in regionalized air pollution across the globe to storm activity going both up and down. 50% decrease in pollution particles and droplets in Europe and the U.S. is linked to a 33% increase in Atlantic storm formation in the past couple of decades, while the opposite is happening on the Pacific Rim with more pollution and fewer typhoons. So what the fuck? So basically we should be polluting. Yeah, so they're polluting the shit out of things and everything's fine for them and we're trying to clean it up and we're getting killed. So that's really... But isn't that just kind of every one of these climate arguments? There's just, hey man, if we do this, this will be better. It's like, hey, did you ever think that there is always a other side of the coin to every single one of these fucking arguments, whether it's climate change or fracking or coal like there's always like there's always a positive and a negative now granted exactly. they could they could be different percentages it could be a 90 10 it could be a 60 40 it could be a 50 50 but there is always a negative or positive consequence to every good or bad thing that's done and the fact that we are just some people are just well we have to do this otherwise this will happen it's like it's positives and negatives yeah. saying there's more carbon in the air doesn't carbon also lead to more plants? There's like more green than there ever was because of the carbon. Like, again, I'm not saying I'm a climate scientist. I don't know anything, but there is always positives and negatives. Nothing is clear cut. See, what kills me is you hit it right on the head. You said you're not a climate scientist and you accept that. I need but more data. Are, I don't know anything. Like, but just, there are people that are out on social media, out there in your face, telling you what to do. That are not scientists in any way, shape, or form, have not even slept at a holiday inn or talked to a scientist, and they're gonna tell you what to do for the next 10 or 15 years because they got a fucking crystal ball and they know what you should do to make things happen. I support the I'm current thing. I'm just saying, everybody, everybody wants to hide behind this bullshit idea that they they threw out there with COVID saying, you know, follow the science. Okay, follow the science, the real science, not the science that you want to manipulate to bend the to science your is settled. I mean, if you the want to science, take data and manipulate it, you can make it say whatever you want it to say. Dude, the science is never settled. Except for like Num- gravity. I think we've kind of like, but hey, you know what? If someone came out tomorrow and is like, hey man, I friggin' undid gravity, I'd be like, wow, cool. That you did that. Like this is the awesome. new, this is the new normal, you know? But the, everything is up for debate. Everything in the scientific realm, well, everything's well, up for debate. Some things are for debate. Other things in scientific community. Now, this is where the fake stuff comes Everything in. Everything is up for debate unless you're it, an asshole. Exactly. So or a lot of people, like, if you're debating, you're racist, you're this, you're that. No, no. If you're debating, you're being scientific and you're, it's a good thing. Let's Question be honest. everything. Let's be honest. If you throw out the term, if you say someone's a racist, a misogynist, 
before you have a debate, all you're telling me is that you don't have the data, the facts, or the evidence to back up your argument, and you don't want to have that debate. You just want to throw a bomb and get out of there. You are not willing to discuss things. You're not willing to take in new information. You have planted your flag no matter how wrong you are. You've You've decided. And you know what? That's dangerous. That's idiotic. See, the best thing is to you take a sip of your bourbon, have a nice pull on your cigar, and you look the other guy right in your right in their eye and you say, Let me mansplain it to you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen up here, sweetheart. <laughs> Let me mansplain it to you. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucked up. But anyway, it's, so isn't that China, though? India, all the places that are just polluting the shit out of things. Everything's fine over there. It's getting nicer no and dirtier and whatever. No typhoons. Yeah. But over here, it's no no good deed goes unpunished, right? That's what it is. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. We're out here working and cleaning and doing a bunch of shit. Uh, I, I really get pissed off. So we were talking about this earlier. And so, of course, today, like this whole week, I'm off between jobs before I start my new gig. And I'm going to be an oceanographer oceanographic like person that cleans up. No, I'm not. Um, <laughs> but I was watching something on history channel. They're talking about the, at the time it was the fourth largest freshwater lake in Russia that they basically drained. The fourth largest in the world, right? In the world. That was in Russia. That was in Russia. Yeah. And they basically siphoned it away and it's a, a desert now because they wanted to grow cotton. The Aral Sea. Yeah. Which they grew cotton with a lot of pollutants, which actually like created this whole system where everything that went back into the Aral Sea was all polluted, killed all the fish, like killed like a lot of like the ecosystem, like it killed. Think about the fourth largest freshwater. What is, what is the fourth largest now? Is it one of the great lakes? Like, where does that stand? Like it's like, you talk about magnitude of like destroying the, the earth, like, that was done back in like the 60s and people eh, brush them under the rug. Nobody gives a shit. And it, the reason I'm getting to that is we're doing a good job. Like everybody's on top of things here. When are we going to go after Russia and China and some of these other countries that are just polluting the shit out of the earth still? That's the thing that always I, I, I never got people like, hey, man, if we do this and if we do this, it's like you do realize the two biggest. Well, I guess China is definitely number one in pollutants. I think oh. we're number two. India is like three or four. India is way up there, too. <sighs> and the crazy stat about India is think about the United States, just like the contiguous United States. India is a third of the size, but has three times the population. Yeah. Isn't that a crazy way to think about that? That is pretty nuts. Crazy. So here we go. 10 largest lakes in the world. Apparently the Caspian Sea is a lake. Huh. All right. But that was in Little Mermaid. So isn't that a sea? Under the sea? (laughs) Number two, Lake Superior. Victoria Lake. Lake Huron. So Lake Huron got to move up from five to four because... Damn. Russians wanted cotton. So Lake Huron, picture draining that whole lake and making cotton. That's it. That's, That's a big up. lake, man. So you think about, you know, I'm I'm pestered by me putting a cup that's made out of paper into a, a the right receptacle, whereas they're like, 
we don't give a shit about receptacles. We're just burning fucking forest right now. I, I don't know. There's a lot of things like, I think it's all good, but you really have to start hitting at the things that are going to make the biggest impact. Yeah. And I think, again, this, this like no good deed goes unpunished is like a perfect way to, to phrase yeah. that. There's always an effect, good and bad. You know, there's yin and yang, there's ebb and flow. Like there's always some sort of, yeah, some sort of other reciprocal action to do. And you got to call out with what really is the problem, right? So we're a problem, right? We have problems and we're trying to address them. And, you know, we have awareness and stuff like that. But we also have to call out other other countries, other people on the planet. Like we share the planet. Like, look, man, if if we're sharing a room and you're pissing me off, I'm going to smack you around till you get, you know, back in line. But we're sharing a planet. Like, can't we smack people around? <laughs> I don't know. We give them a goon be. hand. Sanctions. Yeah. Give, it's... give a little goon hand if we're, once in a while. The problem is we need aliens to come down to kind of freak us all out to join together, sadly. Yeah, if aliens came down, I think we'd all be fucked. What do you think? I don't know. I think aliens probably have been here and they're just kind of watching us. Like, like look at these knuckleheads. Like, almost yeah. if you had like a... If you, when you have like a fish tank, you watch your fish. You're like, oh, look at that fish. What the hell is he doing with that fish? Like, he's yeah. killing that fish. Like, should I do something? You're like, yeah, let's see how it plays out. How about those movies that are like, oh, no, aliens came down. We set you up and we want you to like breed and everything because we're going to harvest you later. That's always a possibility. You never like, know. That's a messed up thing. We're going to let you get to a point where just before you kill so we just come in and just harvest everything you got. The earth, people, everything. I think if aliens like figured, like let's be honest, if aliens figured all that out already, like they're probably way more advanced and don't even need to do that. I know we're just we're like throwing poop at each other, and they're like they they don't even know what they're doing. Look at them, yeah. they're silly yeah. little silly little idiots, silly little pink monkeys. Yep, that's it. Just running around the earth thinking they're superior. Well, speaking of superior and wacky, yes, this is perfect segue. How about? Putin, he is seen with blotches on his cheeks after skipping his beloved ice hockey game. (sighs) Every year, his beloved game, the night hockey league game in which he had been expected to compete, he had to send a video message. Was he averaging like 10 or 12 goals a game? Lighting the lamp every (laughs) single time. So anyway... He sent a message and he says, I wish you good luck in your ice battles and all the best. And as they say, may the best win. And there has been some speculation about his health because he has these dark blotches on his cheeks that may have been masked by makeup. Oh, I I thought it was just because he was a little bitch in general. Whoa. That was Mario speaking. That was not Brian. That was Mario speaking. That's right, Putin. That's right. That's an act of aggression as a... As a person of aggression. <laughs> it says a Moscow source told the news outlet that the amateur game was always a firm date in Putin's diary and added that something must be wrong for him to be a no-show. His diary. Dear Vladimir, I had a... <laughs> Dear diary, I saw Nadia today. and She winked at me. <laughs> Regional Cuban News. Kuban? K-U-B-A-N. Looks like Cuban, but with a K. Kuban News reported that 
it had been expected that Vladimir Putin, the greatest player of all time, would also play for Legends player of Hockey. All time. <laughs> but in early May, the press secretary of the president of the Russian Federation, Dmitry Peskov, announced that the head of state would not take part in the game. You know, this is the nail in this asshole's coffin. He's going to listen to this, and his KGB guys are like, you have to listen to these assholes talk about you. <laughs> they talk shit. They go they to talk, Gulag. They talk a lot of shit. Send them to Gulag. No, they're in America. Like, oh, wait, wait, wait. It. Did you hear part about Skank Tank? I like Skank Tank. <laughs> Very like, nice. <laughs> Very nice. Let's do idea for Skank Tank. Whoa, 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 whoa. Skank Tank. <laughs> Uh, I can see Putin doing Skank Tank. Skank Tank, Sexy Dance, and then the M18 fighting. Perfect. <laughs> Goddamn, Skank Tank. You could have the, the power hour. A half hour Skank Tank, half hour of MMA team fighting. You could do worse. You could they got to come back. There are worse hours of entertainment, that's for sure. I got to so get back only- to MMA team fighting. I this love is- that thing. Only the second time in history of the gala matches since 2012 that the president is missing this game. The outlet added, according to East to West, in 2013, he held the symbolic face-off and watched the match from the stands. Putin's no-show on that occasion was reportedly blamed on health issues. Hmm. Set up in 2011, the Night Hockey League is made up of former NHL stars, oligarchs, and politicians. Putin, a judo black belt who has often displayed his athletic prowess, boasted in 2021 that ice hockey provided him longevity and used his appearance at the annual game to squelch rumors about his health. He rides horses with no shirt on. Beefy. (laughs) You extend your life, you make it of better quality and deeper meaning, he said, according to East to West. The outlet also speculated that another reason Putin skipped the game was security concerns. A military. (laughs) The alleged skank tank he was invested in. (laughs) He was caught in the skank tank. Yeah. Well, imagine like some Ukrainian guy, like some guy who's got like Ukrainian roots and like doesn't tell it, just like boards him, like cross checks him into the boards. I was like taking his skate off and like cutting him. You never know. I'd know. love to see that. Just somebody just pissed off. Like you sent my family to the gulag. Yeah. We take you out. A military flyover at Moscow's red square was canceled amid claims. The Russian leader was concerned about an aerial strike at the annual victory day parade where he was spotted sitting with a heavy blanket across his legs and also appeared to be limping questions about hmm. Putin's physical health has grown after he was recently seen looking swollen and awkwardly gripping a table for support and a clip from a meeting with Defense Minister Sergei Shogu that was released by the Kremlin. He also that's appeared, good, right? He was swole? <laughs> he was swole. <laughs> he also appeared unsteady during an Orthodox Easter service in Moscow, though some reports have suggested he wasn't even there and that the video was doctored by the Kremlin. Oh. Uh, and now you got a former UK member saying that he's got Parkinson's. Like, there's all kinds of crazy crap going on in the world of Putin. He's got, he's got skank tangitis, I think. I don't know. It's crazy. He misses the hockey game. Now that's a big thing. Like, I don't know what that means. Now, again, he is the most, one of the most amazing hockey players ever, obviously based on his like six or seven goals. He scores every time. There's a crazy story about, and I heard it on the Joe Rogan and state podcast. funded and controlled, right? Uh, game. Yes. Yes. Um, Kim Jong-il apparently like 
because of how ridiculous the uh like the ministry of information was yeah they claimed that the first time that kim jong il played golf so this is kim jong un's dad one who died like a bunch of years ago the first time he kim jong il il okay yeah yeah back in 1994 he played his first round of golf and shot a 38 <laughs> under par, 34. He's amazing. Guy's freaking amazing. We <laughs> didn't said, see that. It's it's that went right in the hole, didn't it? According to reports, Kim, who was 52 <laughs> at the time, carded no worse than a birdie on any hole at the country's only golf club. He also had five <laughs> holes in one in the round, which was witnessed by 17 I- armed bodyguards. Oh, that's awesome. Five, another hole? Yep, that's exactly it. This guy's just canning out, man. Oh, Was this miniature wild. golf, baby? <laughs> well, there's that whole story. Like, I got to say, it's it's years back now. Probably, I think it was Kim Jong-il days, if not right when he just passed. Um, Remember they had a, they ran a whole story and like video and everything of how uh, America tried to invade them and they... They beat them down and they showed it in movie theaters there. Like it was yeah. a whole freaky thing. And I'm like, how does this go by? Like I laughed, but then I saw something on like, I don't know, Dateline or 2020 or whatever. And they were talking about like how like people are like, it's all state media. Like, so they don't even control their TV. It just goes on. Like, and, and that's what's on. Like, Well, just remember how completely insane that is. And think about that every time you hear any story in the media today. How different is is that from social media? Feeding you. I heard a great quote and I have no idea who originally said it, but it says, if you think the news is fake, just think about history. Mm. Everybody's rewriting history. History is written by the victors. Always. Exactly. Of course. Yep. Just something to ponder and think about, but yes, if you want to know what excellence is, it's Vladimir Putin in hockey and Kim Jong-il in golf. Damn. So now you've got your bars that you should, that have been set that you can try to match your excellence in. So Tiger Woods couldn't even beat that guy. <laughs> like in his heyday, Tiger Woods in his prime, King Jong-il. Well, it's funny. There's a quote in this article that says, good thing for Tiger Woods and his contemporaries that Kim spent most of his time serving and murdering his people because clearly he would have ruled the PGA Tour too. <laughs> if he had time, you know, he would have gone on to the circuit and if he had time not feeding and murdering his own people, he would exactly. definitely had time dominating the PGA tour. Of course. Of course. Like it's unbelievable. Again, this is what happens when government gets too much power, people. I would power love to, to see the him people. I would see him I would love to see him get the shit beat at him by the Williams sisters in tennis. How about that? Or not even in tennis, just outside of tennis court just beat beat his ass well sorry to tell you this too there i forget which one of the williams sisters played like the hundred ranked guy guy whooped their ass yeah yeah but they're past the prime oh still hey ladies still king jong king jong ill or or Putin. I think Putin would get schooled. Did you see I, Elon Musk? Get... Elon Musk like wanted what? to fight Putin. Yeah, that'd be great. No, Elon like called him that. out. He's like, 
So Elon Elon called out Putin and said, I want to fight. Now yeah, Elon, Elon a good fighter? I don't know. No, but he's big. Like Elon's like a big dude. He's like six two, six three. Putin was ex KGB. That's the only thing. I don't know about the he training. is a black belt in judo. Yeah. Too. Like that might like be le- legit. That might be the no, only it is legit. legit. Like there's yeah. I've seen videos of him. He's like a legit judo. But if Elon had like six months to train, uh, yeah. Being, I mean, he's probably at least eight inches taller and probably at least sixty pounds heavier. I saw Rocky Four. Putin would take the Drago steroid thing and get all jacked and be able to punch like eight million pounds. <laughs> Drago averages eighteen hundred and fifty pounds. That's right. I saw I've that, movie. that movie I know, a few too many times. I know how that shit works. They mm-hmm. they inject him. He runs around that circle, inject him, and he punches that thing. That's that's it. If I could change, <laughs> you could change. Everybody could change. <laughs> Fucking and Rocky. That- Pour down the Berlin Wall. Destroyed but that, communism. But that was like the, so that Drago montage was the evil montage. So they had two montages in that movie. They had the Drago evil montage, and then they had the but Rocky. At the same time. It was a double montage it at was the same double. time. And the song. It was a montage. montage. <laughs> the song was called Training Montage. Boom. Dun, 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 it was a duontage. <laughs> oh, I get goosebumps. Duantage. Thinking about that song. Yeah. That's how badass it was. That was good. Vince DiMola was the... Uh, Vince. The producer of that track. And Adrian, you know, the whole thing that pisses me off about that whole thing. Adrian sits there and then she says, win Rocky. And then he goes and beats everybody up. It's like, come on, man. You couldn't have been on his corner to start. He's getting in a ring. You realize he's going to get punched. Like... Come on, man. Come Gosh, on. Like, you know, his, his, you're come the beneficiary on. on his will. Like, you're going to be all right there, Adrian. Just piss me off. Like, come on, man. You could have saved just like 10 minutes of him getting his ass beat by just saying, hey, Rocky, I want you to win. You know, I'm not going to be mad at you anymore. Well, it's so funny when you watch something like a Rocky and you watch like a real boxing. As a kid, you're like, whoa. He's like, he's like just standing there like his face out. He's like, boom, boom, boom. He's like, come on, come on. Come on. And then he winds up and he hits the other guy. It's like, it never happens like that. He would be dead. You, you stay still. I got to punch you. And then I'll stay still. You punch me. Like you watch a fight and a guy's like in on a guy and like hits some like quick uppercut and like he's out cold. Let alone like a guy. That much bigger and gigantic, 850 yeah. pounds, like just winding up full board, hitting in the face. Like, it's just so no, it's just, ridiculous. Oh. Oh, slow motion. <laughs> no, his, his jaw would have fallen off right now. 800 pounds. He's dead. That said, the movie is fantastic. I don't care what you say. <laughs> Love Rocky Great movie. You want to get back into working out? You watch Rocky. Dude. Rocky 3 is awesome. Rocky 3 and 4. Three is clever. Yeah. B, that's that's what a woman. A woman. You want you want you want yourself a man, you come over to my place. <laughs> you shut up. You don't talk about I had a tiger. I had a tiger. Great goddamn movie. But yeah, four, all, if you're looking for training, that's that's if you want to no, get jacked. All Club has said in that one was Ugh, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But just make sure you have a poly when you go into training. Guy have a Polly. Paul, he's another one. Like useless. Guy, useless. Like what a hanger on that guy was. So Paulie's actually Adrian's brother, right? Yeah, that's what it is. Okay. Always so, like he's a degenerate gambler, like always so, drunk. 
Like little fun fact, my, my dad knew who he was, didn't know him personally, but he was a carpet installer. Really? Yeah. Burt Young? That's how he started out, carpet installing. Look at that. So when, when he used to come around the old carpet installer's warehouse once in a while, my dad would be like, oh, it was like a celebrity is here. I was like, yeah, he's not that great of a celebrity. <laughs> His <laughs> like, real name is Gerald Tommaso DeLuise, but he goes by... Burt Young. Bert and Young. still alive. Born in 1940 in Queens. Still alive. I want to know where you install carpet. Let's see. 82 years old. Burt Young. Mm. Still working. Pauli Panino. So I guess Adrian's original last name, her maiden name is Panino. Panino. Did you know that? I didn't. That's like Panini. It's like, like a sandwich. Panini, but it's an Italian Panini. So the Pino, Panino. It's like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Not bad. He was in some real movies, though, man. He was in Chinatown, The Pope of Greenwich Village. Yeah. Once Upon a Time in America. Back to school. Back to school. I remember him. He was the, uh, the, the, uh, his bodyguard. And he was in the documentary film Stallone. Frank, that is. (laughs) (laughs) And in a guest appearance on The Sopranos. Boom. Look at that. Of course. Look at that. Bada bing, bada bang. He's on the Sopranos. He was in the Marines, became a professional boxer, compiled a 17 and 0 record under Customato. Look Damn. at that. That was Tyson's trainer. Damn. I was going to whip his ass first, but he got BB to it. Look at that. I did not know that. And I see no mention of his carpet installation history. Damn it. See, that's bullshit. He's embarrassed. You think Mike Tyson can install some carpet? Dude, he would... Uh, if it was a weed carpet, he'd smoke it. Whose ass... What is the top ass that Mike Tyson could whoop right now? I Probably think, anyone out of the top 20. I think, okay, I think him of Vladimir Putin. I give Putin one round, and Putin he's done. Putin wouldn't survive one hit. Now, well, is it MMA I or got is a it boxing? That's different. Because if you got the MMA, you got the judo. Dude, may- we're getting Putin in a ring with Tyson. It's all no holds barred. This fight to death. It's it's Thunderdome. Dude, there's nothing. Tyson gets one shot on his mushy Alzheimer's freaking brain. He's gonna knock him out. He's gonna kill him. I think Tyson rips his jugular out with his teeth. Dude, Tyson would literally kill him with one shot. Yeah, if he was mad, if dude, he's Putin's all, almost, if he's all Mike dude, he's Tyson like seventy. All, yeah, he could probably. Break and have him. you seen Mike lately? He's looking. He can still do. I mean, he's obviously yeah. not hitting like he was when he was in his twenties. I don't think Mike's as angry as he was though. I think he's he fighting, could. He could muster fighting, that anger. If he was fighting Putin, oh, he'd kill him. He'd muster that anger. One shot, done, dead. He'd dead. be dead. Yep. Dead. Mike Tyson, if you listen to this, we want to get you and Putin in the ring. To we'll the promote death. it. We'll to promote the death. it. <laughs> to the death on, on Fuck Island or something like that. <laughs> Reuse that place. It's it's there for something. Yeah. That fire what was the fire festival at that place. <laughs> That's it. Perfect. Boom. Boom. Loser like gets it. burnt. That's it. We, we light the loser up. The real burning man. Just freaking burn the <laughs> loser up in flame. The celebration to the loser. I'm in. All right. Well, I guess that wraps up the old podcast for the week. Thanks so much for listening. 
please check us out skibumpodcast.com go to your favorite social media apps twitter instagram facebook untap we're at ski bump podcast send us an email ski podcast at gmail.com go to the site ski slash shop youtube we're out there too you can watch our smiley adorable faces thank you again for listening and we'll talk to you guys probably next week stay high stay feeling see ya